This is the first episode of Remembering Christmas, the joy of serving. Merry Christmas and welcome to Remembering Christmas, a special Christmas podcast series offered by McGregor Baptist Church. I'm Mark Bricker one of your co-hosts, and joining me is the other co-host, Danielle Flood. Hey there, Mark. Good hey. to be here. Yeah, this, this seems a little familiar, right? Right, yeah, last year was not that long away, but it has been. We so. sat down and we uh, remembered Christmas last year, and we're keeping that same brand, but we're looking at a few different things that we wanna focus in on this year as we remember Christmas together. So I think it's gonna be a lot of fun as uh, we do this, and we're not gonna do it alone either. That's another really cool little aspect. We've invited some, some special people, some special guests to be with us. And on this very first episode, we've invited Tamar Miller to come and to sit down and and uh, to hear a little bit from her and also to remember Christmas together. So she should be here any minute, uh, just waiting for the you know the the knock on the door, and uh, we'll uh, we'll let her in. Up, oh, that sounds like there. All right, hey Tamar, hey, hey. come on in, have a seat. We. Uh, we're not getting up for you. We're uh, <laughs> excited to see you there. Yes. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Have you ever been a guest on a special podcast before? Every once in a while. Every once in a while. Yeah. At least once a year, maybe. At least once a year. But not well, all three of us together. No. No, I think first. this is new. Yeah. Yes. Very first time. Well, Tamar does have podcast experience, as you know, but our <laughs> listeners might not I know that know. she co hosts the Around McGregor right. podcast every week that's right there's a face me. name now with the voice that's right because we don't do any no. video on that there's that's no. all just audio <laughs> but uh i had to fix you. my hair this time <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot easier when it's just audio uh, isn't it yeah. yes we just make sure our voice is okay yes so but we've been doing that now yeah uh, for a year yes yes a whole year we've been whole doing year. the around mcgregor podcast <laughs> Don't know have we many, gained any listeners? Don't know how many people listen, but uh, we have a lot of fun. And, we do. And uh, Tamar's laughter brings a lot of joy to that podcast. So if you aren't a listener to the Around McGregor, it's a great way to get insight into what's happening mm -hmm. around McGregor each and every week. That's right. But that's not why we ask no. you here to talk about. And uh, we did, though, before we kind of dive into our special topic for tonight, we wanted to do a brief little ministry highlight. And I think both of you are very familiar with this event because it's been happening here at McGregor for a long time. And it kind of kind of makes it really feel like Christmas is getting closer yep. when this event happens. And I'm talking about the McGregor Family Christmas. And that's happening on yep. Wednesday, December the 13th. And what do you think of when I mentioned the family Christmas night, that Wednesday night? I always think about eating ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Uh, I just, I, it, it makes me smile because it's something my kids always look forward to. I mean, they're older now, but Carson yeah. will still look forward to it just yeah. because of all the hustle bustle and the decorations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about you, Danielle? What do you think of when you think of the family Christmas night? It's a joy to celebrate mm -hmm. with our church family and to see all the kids together. Our kids usually have a part in a program. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the preparation for that and put, fixing our mind on the season is, is special and then getting to see them put their efforts to work to lead our family in worship is fun. Yeah, absolutely. That Wednesday night, it begins at 6.30. Mm -hmm. It's in the Fellowship Hall. 
This year, a little bit different, they have for the last several years had the preschool choir in a different location that started mm -hmm. a little earlier, but this year they're incorporating the preschool into the fellowship hall, mm -hmm. so everything happens Very at 6.30. And it, like, like you said, you know, with the kids up there singing, just uh, it's always a, a special time. But it's not over when they finish singing because there's activities for the kiddos, mm -hmm. but there's also things for the adults to do as far as walking around and touring the campus. And yep. do you uh, do you look forward to that tomorrow? No, you I know, I do remember now that you said that is uh, last year, I think. <laughs> the last two years I've helped in um, Pastor David's office mm -hmm. to greet people because yeah. you can go through the different offices that are uh, because either he was he was having shoulder surgery mm -hmm. last year or he was ill the year before so yep. I'm ready for him you've to been come the, back you've been and, the representative yeah, so the, the, last two the, the years. disappointment I see on people's face like who are you <laughs> well I'm Pastor David's wife and here we have some free books <laughs> sorry you were giving away <laughs> we're books, giving away <laughs> books. <laughs> consolation yes yeah. but Carson would come in and hang out with us so yeah we we kind of go around we love the program yeah. uh, the, the little Christmas program and, and it is great to see time. the it different is. ministers offices That's right. and the decorations around yep. the church and kind of put faces to names in mm -hmm. a casual setting and yeah. my kids love to do that they have people they want to yeah. see and I would that's a great great thought there because a lot of times you see the different you know, ministers on Sunday or mm -hmm. preaching or teaching, but you know, when you get a chance just kind of walk in their office and hang out and here you get a chance to go in pretty much everybody's office right. and, yep. uh, and hang out. So it is a, it is fun. I love, I love that night. I love hanging out in there and seeing people come through and taking pictures and we get our offices decorated really cool. With and you usually get a really unique tree. I do, don't I? Mm. Yeah. That's a teaser. <laughs> who, you have to come to Who yeah. knows Mark's what office. it'll look like this year. <laughs> All right. Tomorrow, since you are our guest. Yes. We wanted to play a little game. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh -oh. That's not how you described it to me. I know. <laughs> but just think of it as like around McGregor. You just never know what's going to happen. I should so this is a simple little okay. game of we're, I'm going to do the Christmas Would You Rather. Okay. So there's not a lot of thinking. It's just kind of what, what pops <laughs> no in your... No follow-up questions. What pops in your mind right off the bat, all right? Okay. So we'll go through these. I have 10. Okay. And you have a chance to uh, tell me which you would rather. All right. Would you rather receive a gift card or an actual gift? Gift card. Would you rather drink hot cocoa or hot apple cider? Cocoa. Would you rather spend Christmas in the mountains or at the beach? The beach. Would you rather spend... <laughs> man, you are decisive. Would you rather spend Christmas with all your extended family or just immediate family? Immediate. <laughs> Hopefully they're not watching. Would you rather watch a Christmas movie or football? Holy Christmas movie. <laughs> Would you rather shop online or in a store? I do like shopping in a store. Would you prefer an artificial tree or a real tree? Artificial. <laughs> no shame in that. Yeah. <laughs> would you know. would you rather have would you rather open gifts on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day? Christmas Day. All right. Would you rather get lots of little gifts or one really nice present? I think one nice present. All right. Yeah. Would you rather eat turkey or ham? As long as I don't have to cook either one. Oh, there you go. I like I'll it. I'll eat either one. No preference there. All right. Tell us um, a, a, maybe a, one or two things that people don't know about Tamar Miller, because I have a feeling there's people watching that maybe they've seen yeah. you, maybe they've met you, but they don't really know you. Give us a couple things that uh, our listeners might well, not know about you. <laughs> 
probably with my accent, a lot of people think I grew up, was born and raised in Texas, but I wasn't. It was my husband. So I really was born in Northern California, raised in Arizona mm-hmm. as my hometown. Nobody knew about Glendale till a football stadium mm-hmm. was there, but that's where I grew up and went to school. And um, I really didn't move to Texas and met David until uh, I was out of college and, right. and then kind of started life together. So, um, but I grew up in a family of four. I'm a twin sister, the youngest by 15 minutes. Mm, um, yeah. Yes, my my oldest sister lives in Texas near my mom. So, those are have two boys. Or one's in college, one's in high school, and been married twenty six years to my husband. So, so you have a, a twin sister. Was there much competition between the two of you? I think there there was, even if it wasn't directly stated. We were always known as the twins, so everybody mm-hmm. kind of lumped us together, even though we're extremely different. We mm-hmm. look very different, have different interests. Um, but so that was difficult in. Um, unfortunately, I excelled in things that she didn't and vice versa. So then there was always a comparison mm-hmm. whether you wanted to or not. Mm-hmm. I think that can happen even with kids that are a couple years difference. Right. You know, hey, why aren't you like your older brother? Or hey, your younger you know, brother does this or that. So not we didn't try to be competitive. Okay, yeah. We just had too many different interests. Mm. <clears throat> so... Were you, would you say you're more like uh, thinking of sisters in the Bible, Mary and Martha? Were you more <laughs> more a Mary or more a, are you more a Martha? I'm definitely a Martha with Mary tendencies. So um, <clears throat> I think you can just uh, interact with me. My coworkers would be able to answer that immediately. <laughs> well, I'm driven with tasks. Yeah. And honestly, your wife, dear Macy, one time quite a few years ago, in her very sweet but loving way, said, "You know what? More people want to get to know you, but you always look busy." <laughs> and so if you could just kind of scale back a little bit and try to to not constantly, like I was so focused on all the tasks, right. especially when you're part of in leadership or whatever, that I would totally miss out on the relationship thinking that just, no, they're counting on me to get stuff mm-hmm. done. So the Lord has really slowed me down a little bit on that. And, and you know, that that's just as much a part of, of ministry and, and yeah. learning to even sit at Jesus' feet as learning to sit with other people. <laughs> And take the time to do that, you know, um, that it's, it's beyond needed to be more so. Well, service is not bad. I mean, Martha, yeah. In Mm -mm. fact, Daniel, why don't you kind of give us our theme for this particular episode of Remembering Christmas? Yeah. So we were talking about like, what does the season of Christmas mean? Of course, we know it's all about Jesus, but as a, as a church family, what does it mean to serve one another? What does it mean to love one another and to like be a part of the church family? And you know, yeah. coming out of hard years and things that we've gone through together, I think that that service was the key mm. to this first episode. So we want to talk about serving others and um, what can we do this Christmas to be, you know, part mm-hmm. of a church family. Yeah, the Bible tells us that uh, one of the reasons Jesus came into this world was to serve and not mm-hmm. to be served. And right. so to, 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 to be reminded that, that this really is a time to focus mm-hmm. in on, on serving and, and, as you have mentioned, being served as yeah. well. It's not just what are we doing to serve others, but sometimes allowing others mm-hmm. to serve us. Why is that even a difficult thing sometimes? Well, I think it comes down to our pride, um, our independence, our wanting to do things on our own. It's really hard to accept like a gift from someone mm-hmm. or someone's time. Um, and I even think about that comment you mentioned from Macy, like what a gift mm-hmm. to have someone love you and see something that you may not see and tell you, like, please, if you see this, I, <laughs> I want to be there. Um, 
I want people who are around me to tell me those kinds of things, to be like, slow down, or, you know, this, you're not seeing how, you know, you hurt that person, or mm. we need to be the church family. We need not to be people we bump into in the hallway in a church building. Right. Um, and so being served is part of that, because if you, if you can't be served, then you're taking that joy away from others. And it's a, it's hard, yeah. you know? Can you think, uh, tomorrow of some examples of, uh, in your own family where, where service was a big part around the holidays? Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a tradition wrapped around serving. Is there anything that stands out? Sure. It's, it's interesting. You know, we've lived in Florida for, you know, 20, what, one years, 22 years almost. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we didn't even have children when we first moved here. So this was our family. Nobody moved with us, you know, so to create unique ways of, of having the kids know that this is a part of our family, the church family. And I think I'll, I'll be honest, Operation Christmas Child is a, is a great way that has helped our family to think about serving at Christmas time, um, whether it be to shop for the, you know, little toys and things for a box to understand how excited another family can get another child in just a small little box. I always try to think that that's a great idea. I'm just gonna put everything in a shoe box and then here you go. Um, but also, I think even years ago, we, we did something like a you know an angel, Christmas tree angel, mm -hmm. where you would yep. shop for students that who, who had an incarcerated parent. Yep. Anything that can, can be beyond of what you know, can giving. I, I will tell you if I can, last Christmas actually has stuck out to me when you asked me to start thinking about that. Um, my husband's dad passed away last February, but Christmas day, if you remember in 2022 was on a Sunday mm. and we all came together and it was, it was actually, we didn't realize at the time, but it was David's dad's last day to ever step foot in our church. Mm. And I remember it wasn't easy. It was a very cold day. He was um, already an amputee and, and we had to have both boys cause David had just had shoulder surgery, mm. serve their papa to be able to actually lift him out of the car, getting into a wheelchair, being able to sit in the pew all to give him an experience, um, like everyone else to, to worship the Lord, to, to speak of his, uh, the story of Christmas and then going to our house would be the last meal away from his little place and having the boys again, lift up their papa. It was just, mm -hmm. it was such a, a moment of, I didn't have to say, Hey, but Hey guys, we're going to serve your papa. It was, no, this is what we're going to do to make things better for him because it's so hard to get around, but it was still a memory that we will always remember because mm -hmm. we, we did the hard work so that he could experience something mm. that would be uh, wow. extremely memorable. So I think, I think when I saw my boys in that, I didn't see complaining. I didn't hear them. It wasn't something that they obviously we had been modeling that um, caring for David's dad. But that's a lot of times about serving is you're modeling it. You're getting your hands dirty together. You're you're going in and serving. So it's not like, hey, this is how we serve. No, let's just start practicing. Let's just start doing it. And this is how it makes a difference. And we all remember that. And we made it well for one man. Wow, that's a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> example. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> You're Man, welcome. Gave me goosebumps. I'm just sorry. <laughs> imagining, imagining. But yeah. That. And I think, I know for myself, uh, and you guys, you might not ever struggle with this, but I think the reason we don't serve 
more, even at the, even during the holidays when you think this would be a time where we would focus, is because our own selfish tendencies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have these preferences coming into the holidays, what we want and how we want it, and you know, things we're excited about, and some are somewhat innocent yeah. and innocuous, but they can get in the way of looking around and seeing the needs. What are things, Danielle, that you do to yeah. to kind of not only help yourself to be aware of opportunities to serve, but also modeling for your your kiddos as well. We think about people who have served in the past. I know one of our life group members was sharing a testimony that they were part of a bus ministry. So someone committed to picking up kids around a neighborhood and bringing them. Now we don't do that anymore, but those relationships that we have, offering to bring someone to church who doesn't have a ride or inviting someone to sit with us, like making that more fellowship-like mm, yeah. can make the difference whether someone wants to f- come and celebrate Christmas at a church or not. And then we talked last year about our cookie party and it's, I'm still struggling like to meet neighbors, to build relationships mm. with neighbors. But um, this year I was putting something in the van and a gentleman was walking his dog and I said, hey, hope you're having a great day and he goes, Actually, I'm not. My wife's in the hospital, mm-hmm. and you know she's not doing well. And I'm gonna walk the dogs and then go see her. And I asked if he, you know, if I could pray with him, and he said no. He didn't really think that was beneficial. But uh, weeks later, we found that he had had a heart attack and is also in the hospital. Oh, wow. So trying to kind of build a relationship with his daughters and you know, be neighborly mm-hmm. to a time with struggling just is really on my heart this Christmas. How can we, you know, serve that family that's going through such a hard time that doesn't want a church family or doesn't want a faith um, opportunity, but that doesn't mean we can't serve them. So, yeah. you know, kids in tow, we're trying to figure figure those out yeah. too. And it's a learning experience. So whether or not we're welcome um, and, you know, we can try. I love your emphasis on 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 the neighbors, uh, and I think for all of us, including anybody listening, you know, the opportunities we have at Christmas time just seem to be the door seems to be a little more open, mm. uh, yeah. and especially if we, you know, Macy has for years either made something or purchased something, and she has it all mapped out around you know a certain radius around our house with those neighbors. But uh, as we record this, just uh, a couple of days ago, I met for the first time brand new neighbors that just bought the house next door. Mm. And they haven't moved in yet. They're doing some work. And so, but I did get to meet them. They were there looking at something. And I just thought after that brief little meeting in the, in the, in the driveway, okay, Lord, here's another opportunity. Uh, and service might be part of that open door and ultimately sharing the gospel with, with neighbors. So, yeah, I would, you know, we had, we had talked to Danielle as we were planning this out that, you know, we didn't want to just sit around and talk about ways we are, are serving others or how we have been served, but we wanted to really challenge our listeners to mm-hmm. think about that, to be a little more intentional. You want to talk a little bit about what that challenge can look like? Right. Christmas is a great time. And like you were saying, taking something to the neighbors, something festive, you know, knocking on the door with something cute is easy and a um, great way to start conversations or to invite someone for a meal. And you know, our church works together, you know, a couple weeks ago, we had Halloween and the opportunity to, you know, spend time with our community. And that just reminds me how many people in our Mm -hmm. local community, you know, maybe come to the church once a year, twice a year, Mm -hmm. see us here, but don't know anyone personally. So what is it that we can do to meet 
local people. And I'm, I'm convinced that some of it is prayer walking. Like as, as a family, we could do more at, you know, just walking around the streets of our neighborhood mm-hmm. and praying for people we don't know yet yes. that maybe the Lord would touch them and, you know, yeah. be in their home this Christmas. It's interesting that you mentioned the prayer walking, uh, Tamar and I were part of a mission trip a couple months ago uh, out of the country. And one of the things we did the most was, mm-hmm. was prayer walk. And I, at some point, I, I, it hit me, why don't I do this more mm-hmm. in my own neighborhood? Yeah. And even mentioned that to mm-hmm. the missionary that we were working with, you know. And so, yeah, what a great, uh, great challenge. And so we, will really, we really do want to challenge our listeners to be intentional this season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still a few weeks, depending on when you're listening to this before Christmas. And so there, there would be time to, whether you wanted to get a little gift together or do something. Do you do anything for your neighbors? Oh, I might this year. <laughs> I was Challenge trying to think accepted. of. I know. I was trying to think through that. Is because I they our our little street does try to get people together to do the little votive candles or whatever in the sand with the bags oh, yeah. and y'all match up. Oh. But we have we are the only really one of the few people on our street that has just a, a pretty elaborate nativity scene. Mm-hmm. I say elaborate meaning the pieces are it's big. big. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that. Even though it's very simple, low white light, but it always draws attention and people will comment on it and it just opens up it's amazing how even a little nativity set opens up conversation from neighbors that might or hurricanes do the same thing but um (laughs) that wouldn't normally talk about that to just automatically oh well do you know jesus or hey do you have a church that you're part of Mm -hmm. are you interested in this or that so um yeah because i think now that you say that we had some brand new neighbors just a couple weeks ago we've been you know doing some things over over the last few months but that we need to get out and we normally try to go meet them and mm-hmm. yeah and welcome them pastor wade has a cool app that we're a part of as a church oh, yeah, and you can right. bless your neighbors by praying for them and it sends you a little list of mm-hmm. the addresses around your home mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. it has their names too right. if they're yeah so I wonder sometimes if I it's forgot the, about that. like the yeah. owners or the renters. And so some I don't know, and I just pray for them generally, but some, my closer neighbors, I know them, I can see their faces. Mm-hmm. And um, occasionally I'll send them a little note like, hey, I prayed for you today. Just hope your family's doing well. And if you need anything, let us know. And um, yeah. Danielle is such a better neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> the awesome, the awesome neighbor. Yes. The awesome neighbor. Ooh, yeah. You know, well, but my neighbors may be praying for me after this. <laughs> <laughs> nutty I get sometimes. No. Um, but, you know, it's, it's where God has put us. Yeah. And so everyone has a neighborhood. Everyone, I get just kind of convinced that this like driving to church, and I love our church family, but all, if only my neighbors could have yeah. the same, you know. Experience. Yeah. Well, here's the challenge for all of uh, all of our listeners uh, to be intentional this Christmas season about serving others. Think about your neighbors. Mm-hmm. Think about people in your own life group. Right. Think about yeah. people here in the church that you're aware of. Maybe somebody that you know might be alone or mm-hmm. maybe going through a difficult time. Think about your own family members. There might be somebody there that you really need to, to focus in on. But yeah. whoever it may be that the Lord lays on your heart, that you would be more intentional, more deliberate, and serving others this Christmas. And I know tomorrow's gonna take the challenge. I like it. <laughs> take I think the I'm gonna take the challenge too. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. All right, well, I think that wraps up our very first episode of Remembering Christmas. Tomorrow, thank you so much for being thank a part you of, of for the inviting podcast. Me. Yeah, I think you, you, you gave us a good, good start with episode one of Remembering Christmas. Remembering and we start. invite our listeners to join us back uh, a week from now for part two 
with another special guest. Bye. Bye. Bye.